0: The Yeshiva.net. The Maimir of Eicholzu, Ois Yutches, Perik Chas chapter eighteen. The page is Raishmem, whether you have the safe or the copies or the source sheets, Reish Mem Okay, so this Maim is really divided into two sections. This till chapter eighteen and from chapter eighteen. Till chapter eighteen focuses more on the Avoida. The Avoida, the work of a person appreciating and understanding where their negativity or hatred or animosity or jealousy and inability to connect and tolerate and respect and appreciate and be sensitive comes from, with all of the details and all of the explanations. Here, from this point on, the Mimer goes into the conceptual conceptualization of it all, meaning what is behind the scenes, explaining the ideas behind it. So the first section is more what you would call aveda more in terms of the application in a person's life, the way we behave and the way we feel in relation to others. But, as as always in the world of Chassidus uh, Chabad, the is fueled by Haskalah. Haskalah means the ideas, the the themes, the principles behind them. Because when you really get that, you see the whole picture from the beginning, so then the application is also in a much more real way. It's not just, you know, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, but understanding the full picture, you know, who we are, what the world is, and therefore what the ruptures are, and what our job is, and what our work is, and what the challenge is, and what the opportunity is you know, the full picture, the holistic picture from the beginning, it gives, it it infuses it with with a deeper perspective. A few of the points he touched on in the beginning, but here he gets into the whole concept. (inaudible) To understand the explanation of everything we said, even though he explained a lot, but to understand the explanation. How and why the shell, the husk of Midian, which we represented, which we explained as strife, is the opposition to the shame, the name, and the reality of Hashem. Like Moshe Rabbeinu says, only by this war, that it's... Hashem So for this, now, we have to go to the opposite. He spoke so much about hatred and machloikas, We have to understand really the the truth. What is the achtos? What is the unity? When we speak about unity, what is the unity of Shem Havaya that Midian is in opposition to? And therefore, there's the combat with Midian. Hini edu ha'hefresh b'lshem ha'vaya l'shem ha'lekim. Now, Moshe uses the words yutkei vofke. There's shem yutkei vofke, and there's the name ha'lekim. He says, La'sis nikmas Hashem Midian. Hashem is in yutkei vofke. There's the difference between the name of Hashem known as Havaya, which is Yudkei Vofke, the four letters, and the name of Elikim, which is five letters, Aleph Lamed Hei Mem, which are two different names that are used about the Rebbe Yerushalayim, the most frequent names that you have in Torah, either Yutkevofke Vofke or Elikim. You have also another few names, we'll see. Shem who Hu Hashem is one. But when you talk about names, names is the way someone is perceived. Like when I say, you have a name, a good name, not a good name, this is his name. Whether it's the Pashat, you pushet your name. Yankel or Shmedal, or Zundal, or or David, or Matal, or Moshe, whatever the name is. So that's the name through which a person can relate to you, through which a person can call you. Also name in a broader sense. The name is the way... You're known, the way you're perceived, the way I experience you. I don't know you, I know your name. A person has a name, how they carry themselves, their reputation, right? You say this company has a name, this organization has a name, this person has a name. Name is brought When you say name, it means the way it's, it's perceived, it's experienced. So he says, The name of Elekim represents the fact that Hashem is the source of diversity. His chalkus from the word chalukah, right? Diversity. There's diversity in creation. And that's why Shem is the only name of Hashem that is often communicated in the plural. You have but you also have To the point that sometimes when it says Eloikim in Chumash, it's not sure if it's Hashem or it's others. Sometimes even Machlaikas. Eloikim, Yeah, Is it Is it Hashem? Or is it Dayanim? Judges, rulers. So you have to know. Alekim is the only name that's in the plural. Yudkei Vofke is always Yudkei It's Yudkei It's not changing. Alekim also changes. You have Alekim in the plural, and you have Alekim, it has its own diversity. For example, you have Eloikei Chah. It's interesting, right? Your God. You're eloikem. You don't have, have Yudkei Vavke. You're Yudkei Vavke. Yudkei is Yudkei It's yours, and it's mine, and it's ours. Eloikim, you have Eloikai, you have Eloikai, you have Eloikai Avesai, you have Eloikai Nu, you have Eloikai, like we're saying, Krishma Ni Hashem Eloikai Chem. Suddenly I become yours. So you see from here already what Eloikim is, is is uniquely representing. Kamai, for example, it says in Sefer Yeshua, the first Sefer of the Nevi'im, Pere Chavdal, the end of Yeshua. Eloikim Kedoshim Hu. Eloikim is holy, but both in Lash and Rabbin, plural. It would sound like there's many, but there's no many. It's one. Elokim kedershim. Or you have, for example, in vayishlach asher niglu a love Elokim. They were revealed. They niglu. Don't say nigle. Niglu is Loshan Rabbim, plural. Niglu a love Elokim. Elokim was revealed to him, but again in the plural. It's very strange. It, this is in Tanakh, It's not in other sources. In Tanakh, the foundation is that Hashem is one, Hashem echad. So, how can the Torah itself apply to elokus, to godliness plurality? Nigluk doyshim elokim. <speaking> Achoinian who the <Hebrew> pshat is the elokim u'pchines hakoyach va'achiyus elokim shenimshech benevroyim lahavoisam v'lahachayoisam viyashribu koyches elokim amahava mechayinibenevroyim. The explanation is alikim represents the divine energy, the divine vitality, chios, of Hashem that's communicated in every created being to bring it into existence and to give it life, to vivify it, to give it animation, vitality. That's what alikim represents. Now you have to understand if that's the case. Alikim represents the energy that Hashem imbues and infuses to create every single created being, and vivify it, provide it with its soul, its chemistry, spiritual and physical. He says, there's so much diversity in creation. So that's why Elikim assumes the identity of diversity, not because Hashem is not one, but because Elikim is that, is, represent, is representative of the divine energy, the way it's it, it comes out in every single Nivra, which is unique and different. As he says, there's many different kaikhas, many different faculties, energies that creates and gives life to the ribuya nivrayam, to the diversity of creation. O Lamata. We see this. This is not something you have to believe in. We could see it right here in our world. Binivrayam What is so unique about our planet is that we see is the ya ischalkus the endless, incredible diversity. And the diversity is not a mistake. It's, it's inherent in the fabric of creation. And sometimes the diversions, are, what makes us diver, different from each other is, is literally uh, the tiniest the tiniest of variances. But that itself is responsible for so much diversity. As it says in Tehillim, in Kuv Dalet we say it every morning before Krishna, how diverse, how abundant are your works. First of all, there's so many different types of created beings, there's so many different types of minim, different types of categories, different types of species. Generally, not specifically, but generally, generally you can divide the planet into four types you have doymim, doymim is the inanimate, doymim means like quiet, silent, right, like evin doymim, vayi doymaren, doymamti, so doymim is the inanimate, which means that which seems lifeless, you take a rock, earth, pebbles, it looks like just, uh, it's lifeless, it's not really lifeless, but from our perspective, it's doymim, it's quiet, It's still doesn't say anything. There's no movement. It could sit. A thou- boulder can sit thousands of years, and not bother anybody. That's Daimim. Then you have Tzeimech, the world of botany. Then you have Chai, the world of of, of of living living creatures. What we would call animals. The world of Balachem, whether it's fish, or birds, or mammals, or rodents, insects, reptiles. And then you have Medaber. Medaber is the speaking the speaking the speaking animal, which is the person, the speaking person, the Medaber. The human being who speaks. Or, But that's not it. Those are just four categories. But if you go, If you get more specific, Each category has so many, so many categories and species. Even in the world of doymim, it's not like you say there's rocks. How many types of rocks are there? You know, (laughs) If you're a geologist, this is a whole, uh, it's a whole science. It's not so pashat. Every rock has its own unique. You could sit a whole life and study rocks. Study stones and study boulders and study pebbles. Min avanim pshutim, the simple stones. Ad avanim toivim hameirim. And then you get to the highest category. Avanim <speaking in> toivim <Hebrew> are diamonds that have their, they cast their unique light, their unique glow. They're meirim. <speaking in Hebrew> they have air. they have light, they cast air. And everything in between. And of course, each one itself, each stone itself, has its unique flavor, its unique chemistry, its unique dimensions. Now when you get to the world of Tzameach, there's one type of grass, one type of vegetation. You have asavim, you have grass, you have Dishoyim or Tvuas or petis. And again, this is all general. All the vegetation, all the types of grains all the types of fruits, all the types of legumes, types of vegetables. And that's again still general. Each fruit itself, within the world of fruits, how many fruits are there? You come to the world of animals, it's incredible the diversity of species. Now remember, within each species itself, every animal is unique. You don't have two horses that are alike. You don't have two flakes of snow that are alike. You don't have two people that are alike. But even before that, even just the species, the categories, the categories, if you count horse as one category and a lion as one category, you know, most people, if you ask them, how many animals can you name? <laughs> how many animals can most people name, you think? Mammals. I'm talking about animals, you know, big animals, bears and elephants and uh, and deer. Okay, deer you see every day, so <laughs> you remember them. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, there are approximately six or seven thousand species of mammals that we know about. That we know about. Right? Most people could name, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 50 is already, uh, but that's not even, you know, what, six or seven thousand types. Besides the fact that in each one, within each species, everyone is unique. No two lions are the same. No two dogs are the same. No two sheep are the same. No two human beings are the same. But just the minimum, how many types of fish are there? You know how many types, huh? People could name 10 fish, you know, tuna (laughs) and herring. And Jews will name probably sushi and gefilte fish, even though that's not fish. Gefilte fish is not fish. It's a gefilte fish. So I think there's around one or two million species of fish. You understand what that is? Different types. I'm not talking the, in the carp world, in the salmon world, right? In the Chilean sea bass world, each fish. I'm not talking about each salmon. Each salmon on its own is unique. But I'm talking about the species, the min. That's what he said, the minim. And if I'm not mistaken, they say that there's probably another one or two million species of fish that we still did not learn about. Because we still did not uh, manage to uh, really scratch the surface of the seas. We scratched the surface but didn't get to it. You, you want to talk about the world of insects? Eugewald? You're talking about millions and millions of different species of insects. It's not, it's, 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 and it's all, it's all with a chios. It's all, nothing is random. The DNA is meticulously calculated and organized to create this type of, this type of creature. You know, we share 98% or 99% of our DNA with chimpanzees. Right? But we're not chimps. At least let's hope so, right? But 98, 99% of the DNA is identical. So that little, little change, 1% or less than 1%, makes quite the world of a difference. You're a a human being or a chimp. We also share 50% 50 of our DNA with a banana. And then you have the world of birds. I think there's six or seven, I think, birds, there's... Nine or ten thousand species of birds that we know about. Most people can only name a few. You like birds? How many birds? Names of how many species of birds can you name? (laughs) Twenty. Okay. There's ten thousand. There's ten thousand, maybe nine thousand. It's Mashuga. It's it's unbelievable. It's incredible. You talk about the diversity of the world. We don't even begin to imagine the diversity. That's what he's saying here. Different types of people. I'm talking here now about species. Species is what there's people, right?
1: Yeah. Well, we have Asians.
0: That's true. That's true. The higher you go, the diversity becomes smaller. We'll see. Medabra, you have one. You have, of course, different colors. You have different races. But essentially, you're right. And yet you see, within that one species, how much diversity there is. Huh? Really? Like you and your wife? <laughs> the famous Mishnah Sanhedrin. Ain't there you say in ain't parts of in No two people look alike, no two people think alike. You have even twins, identical twins that most people don't know the difference, yeah? but they're completely different. Anybody who knows them knows they're different. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it was a split egg. <laughs> it was a split egg. They should be mama sh- They're not identical. There's no such a thing. Nobody's identical. Here he doesn't say ribuiminim. because it's talking Everywhere he says, mm-hmm. there a lot of different types of species. people. People doesn't say there's different types of species of people. Mm-hmm. Racists over the generations wanted to say there's different types of species of people too. Just like you have animals and you have birds, you have people like this, you have people like that. You know, the Germans who developed, the Germans who developed the whole theory of race, etc., of course, there's different minimum of people. You know, those who are inferior, those who are superior, those who are real people, those who are fake people. We know where the Jews were on that list, together with the gypsies and the blacks. But the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, <laughs> that the reason that the human race begins with one person, Adam, unlike all the other animals that begin at least with two or even more, is that nobody should ever tell anybody else my father was superior to your father, or my mother was superior to your mother. You all come from the same exact place. So <laughs> the Mishra says in Sanhedrin. you all come from Adam Lo Isha. nobody should tell anybody else, my father, you know you say my father's stronger than your father, my father is smarter than your father, my father is more handsome than your father. Nobody should ever say that. So it comes Adam Yechidi. everyone, everybody, you come from exactly the same genes. So it's a fascinating thing. But still, every person is different than another person. Like we just said, the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin, no two mindsets are alike. That's not a mistake. That is Shema Lakim. That it's inherent to the fabric of creation. That ain't the Yoseyim Shavos. This is all when you're talking about created beings down here, meaning that we could perceive with our own eyes and we still notice the abnormal, incredible diversity of creation. Now you talk Lamaela, if you want to go Lamaela to the spiritual realm, here the diversity becomes even more. You talk about malachim, higher angels, higher energies. It's anashir. Over there the difference is not in physical DNA. The difference is not in the structure of the body. But in their ruchnius, in their energy, their spiritual energy, their, everyone is different. malachim, built in. When you're talking about malachim, unless you appreciate the fact that there's a difference in spiritual status, then there can't be division. understand what he's saying? By people, even if there's no other difference, the very fact is I'm in one place and you're in a different place it geographically. So he says the makam itself makes a difference because our body is defined by space. Everybody has its own space. So I have my boundaries, you have your boundaries. Even without anything else, you have this space, I have this space. You occupy one space, I occupy another space. There's space geographically, then there's of course space, like your mental space, my mental space, the place you're in, the place I'm in. Like you say, this person is in a bad place, in a good place. Place exists on many different levels. But Pasha, the first thing of makam is physical. So when you have a goof, every every animal has its place. Every insect has its place. That itself makes a difference. I'm here, you're there. If I'm sitting in this seat, you can't sit in this seat. Malachim, if you're talking about Ruchnias, it doesn't exist. together makam So over there, the soul, the soul defining of the diversity is the Ruchnias of it, the spiritual state of it. Because the makam is not Mokham. It's not defined by that. This is, by the way, one of the Rambam's, one of the Rambam's explanations in the Mishnah Torah, in Nambam Hilches Hisodiyah in Perik Aleph. The beginning of the Rambam's Mishnah Torah, he speaks about understanding Hashem's oneness. So one of the things he brings out is this. He says, when something is defined by space, right, he says, people say, they used to think there's two gods, or three gods, or ten gods. What does that mean? What does that mean? If Hashem is the creator of space, the creator of, of reality, yet, so he can't be a physical being to create the universe. He has to transcend matter and uh, transcend the creation in order to create it. So he's not talking about a physical God can't create the world. You know? Tisha Bax is not creating the universe. I'm not creating the universe. Huh? <laughs> That's a kayach that he gives. I'm saying the original Briya. So he's not begadir makam. So when you say there's two gods, the Rambam says, What do you mean by two gods? You don't mean that they're in two physical spaces. You mean they're in two different spiritual levels. So he says, What's the difference of one level and another level? <laughs> if one is a god and the other one is a god, so it's already not two. If they're both gods, so it's already one. That's what the Rambam says. This is Vart. Right? Because physical space can't divide them. So what does two gods mean? It's not that I'm, I'm in the east and you're in the west. I'm in this, I'm in this address and this god is the other address. Then it's not God. It's not Asha. So it's, it's, it's it, so the difference between things in Ruchnias is not a difference in physical space where you live. It's in Madreg. That's what the Ramam says. So he says, so now what's the difference? He's this type of God and <laughs> he's this type of God. <laughs> so he said they're, they're two gods, so they're one. So he says, that's why, philosophically, the a person very philosophically, in his Alokha Sefer, he explains why one of the Yisaitis in Yiddishkeit is Hashem is one, but he just brings out this point. There's a parenthesis that, uh, over here, that he explains that there is Mokim in Ruchnius also, but it's a spiritual type of Mokim. He gets into... To, because more specifically, it says that there is makim in Ruchaniz, but it's a different type of makim. It's not the makim that we have. But after the parenthesis, let's go after the parenthesis. like like uh, eight lines of parentheses, Three lines from the bottom. The same is true with all the created beings down here. The same is true with all the created beings down here. We said by Malachim, the whole difference is not physical space, because they don't live in physical space. The difference is their energy, their personality, so to speak, right? Their inner spiritual state. He says that's also true here. Not that our only difference is space. You live there, I live here. We can't occupy the same chair. That's true. But there's something else. There's something else. We also are divided by the fact that everyone has their makkah. But besides that, everyone has their unique chemistry. Your disposition, your characteristic, every Nivra has its unique, what you would call today, DNA sequence. Every living organism, every tree, every shrub, every bush, even if it's the same species, even if it's an apple tree, no two apple trees are the same. <laughs> no two apples, it's an amazing thing, no two apples ever tasted the same. They're similar. No two oranges. There's always something a bit different. Why? Why? Because this tree has its uniqueness. This is true especially when you talk about Nivrayam, he says. Everyone has its own unique. Chiyos. Everyone has its life force. <laughs> It says min akhad adam that adam gave every creature right a name. Adam gave names to all of the living animals. What's the, what's the idea here? The idea here is, it's not that Adam just gave random names. A horse, an elephant, a pill, an a Yashor. Adam had to understand the DNA, so to speak. The spiritual and therefore the physical chemistry of the Nivra. There's a chios, there's a divine energy that is tailor-made in order to make up this unique, these unique dimensions of this animal. And the name represents that. Because every name is made up of letters, and every letter is a channel for energy, and it's this unique combination of letters. Aryeh, Shoir, Hamor, Gomel, Doiv, Pil, Chasul, Chatul, Kelev. We're talking about the names in Lashen Kiddush. So that name is responsible for the energy. That name channels and represents the unique divine energy that gives rise to this, To this animal with its personality, with its flavor, with its abilities, with its potentials, each animal, each living animal according to its uniqueness. And that's why every person has a different name. It says, Darizal says that parents are given a shtikal ruch hakoydish before they give a name to their child. He says in parentheses, one second, but then every lion should have its own name. (laughs) There's no two lions that are alike. There's no two beers that are alike. There's no two dogs that are alike. Huh? So, Tak in the zoos, they give them names, right? This is Charlie. This is George. Huh? <laughs> uh, every pet has a name. Huh? Adam. There's Adam, right? But within Chamarim itself, now I'm saying Adam is the name of the person. But he says, even in one min. Every everyone has a tsiruf mi yucha damhaya. We're all Adam because we're all people, right? We're not horses. We're all Adam. We're not Susim. MS. Huh? We hope, right? Not everybody agrees. We're all Adam, right? But within Adam itself, there's so many tsirufim. Because remember. You can have the same letters, but different combinations, different configurations, just like we know today with DNA. Just a little different. It's all the same. It's, it's the, it's, they're all using the same dictionary. <laughs> I saw an article somebody wrote. He says, I'm an atheist, but I have to admit that somehow the whole planet used the same dictionary. <laughs> everybody had the same dictionary. Everyone. There's the same dictionary everybody uses. The Shailiz, the Tzirufim. It's really, that's what it is. The combinations, The configurations it's a metaphoric the program and also the DNA the the DNA the DNA dictionary is uh, everybody had access to it so Adam had to know the Shorish HaChius all these Tzirufim these various divergent configurations this all stems from Hashem the way we define him as elakim and that's why the name elakim is about diversity and it is it is it is, it is plural kabbalah says elakim represents the world of speech for nikra ir we say ma'id the city of Say so if tsira says that a city is made up of many homes and a home is made up of many racks Stones, and that's like the world of Dibur. The world of Dibur, you have a sentence is made up of words, and words are made up of letters, and the different types of letters in different configurations make up different types of words, and different words make up homes. They make up sentences, paragraphs, chapters, books. That's the world of Dibur. A speech is really constructing a structure. It's a structure. The structure begins with one stone, another stone, but how you put the stone, all the homes use maybe be the same stones, but how you put it together makes all the difference, right? Every book uses the same alphabet, but you can have vulgar language and you can have beautiful language. What's the difference? They all use A, B, C, D, E, F, G. but the way you put the words together makes all the difference. That's what creates the eloquence of it. so it's called Ireeleo Vidi from Daisi de So, the oisis hadibur, the letters of speech, kivayachal from Hashem, with all of its configurations, its tzirufim, and the diversity of them. This represents the the intense diversity of divine Koyches that bring life to the diversity of creation. Everyone comes into existence from its own unique chius and sirif. It's fascinating that today, the DNA they only discovered in the 1950s. That's uh, not a long time ago, a few decades ago, 1950s. Chazal, and especially in Kabbalah and Chzidus, the language to which to describe creation was always letters, always letters. You see here, words, letters, oisius, tzirufim, combinations. So people thought it was just mystical. Basarim moris, nivra ha'olam. Hashem created the world through ten speeches. <laughs> it says in Tehillim, we learned earlier, You see here, Everything is tzirufim, combinations of letters and words. What's fascinating and really startling is, essentially, if you want to understand the underlying uh, chemistry of a living organism, they basically call it today letters. They call it oisius. Even though it's not letters like we use letters, but it's, they compare it to a, literally like a computer program, like a program. The back-end program, the back-end that allows the whole uh, structure, this is what you do, right? So it's incredible that that's how the world, is. that's how living organisms are described today. They're basically manifestations of Tzirufim. Of configurations of isis, it's four different types of isis that make up the DNA, which represent their chemicals, their energy. But that's the concept. It's literally isis that they and the tereufim are endless, because already from four letters, how many tereufim can you have? You know, from five letters, six letters, seven letters, it's, it becomes after a certain point you can't count anymore. Say so if Yitzhiro goes through it, from two letters you could make two words, right? Av, av and boy, aleph beis beis aleph. But already from three letters, it's 12, and then it becomes 24, and then, whoa, 120, and then, uh, take the tziruv of Elekim, Alef Lamed Yud, Mem, it looks innocent, but how many words can you make up from Alef Lamed Yud, Mem? You'll be surprised, 120. (laughs) You wouldn't think that, right? You wouldn't think that from Kim you could make 120 different words, but you could, you make a cheshmer. (laughs) Lamed Aleph Hey Yud Mem Yud Hey Lamed Aleph. I mean, you understand? And every tseruf, every tseruf is a different energy. It's it's a Kim, but it, it, it comes out different. And that little difference—the Aleph before the Lamed, the Hey before the Yud—alters your personality, your chemistry, your DNA. So it's a different program. It's a different divine program code. You have a different nivra. You have your unique mindset, and that's what makes every person and every nivra a different. different. Amino acids, 20 amino acids, yeah. Yeah, but those 20 amino acids, right, the sequence and the structure where it's placed makes all the difference. This is all the lekim When you talk about shame, yutkei v'hufke, it's not plural, faket. The way the Pasek describes it is Shema HaShem ha HaShem Echot. Yud Kayvokh is echad shelamai lemo bkhinis because this represents the divine that is beyond his beyond diversity beyond differentiation The davka be sheme lakhim shemokam haavasan of roim be pelk moschkos of benachus bodol lakhim shebkhinis kayach apil benifol shayach shebkhinis shel chalkus of mavias lach in the name of which represents the source that actually brings to life, in actuality, every created being. B'eresh is bar is responsible for Briah, for creation. That's Koya Chapoyal benifil. Those three words you have to learn. Koya Chapoyal Benifel. Koya Chapoyal means the activating energy in the reality that is being activated. That's a lekim. A lakim is kaya chapoil the imprint of the divine in every single bria. That's the kaya chapoil benifil. Kaya means to see within every nifil the kaya the energy of the pile. That's a lekim. Over there, of course, there is differentiation because you have all of the different configurations that brings into the world into existence every single type of nivra. Every species, and within each species, every particular individuated creation. Are, people have made new creatures. New what? New bio- we 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 use, we use the tserufim, of course, constantly. We use we use the chemistry, and we bring things together. We of course, of course, we can make new. You can also crossbreed. I mean, all these things, yeah. Yeah, sometimes kilayim is prohibited. Sometimes it's not. You have to know when. We bring together forces and we create new things, but it's all based on the tzerufim. Shemavaya <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> represents a locus that's not a source for the energy for the world. Meaning, when you say it's not a source, it doesn't mean he's not a source. All is one, but it means Shemavaya. <speaking in Hebrew> The energy is not filtered in a way that it becomes the engine, the battery, the consciousness of the universe. If there would be only Hashem, if Hashem would not allow there to be the concept of Kim, so then the world that we know couldn't exist. There wouldn't be the creation of every Nivra the way it is in actuality. elokim filters the Havaya in a way that it gives our world what it, what it is. So Havaya remains above Ishchalkos, above differentiation, which is Echad, which is one. But here we have an issue. The source of all creation comes from Shema Havaya. True creation happens hava through a but the source of creation is havaya. Even the word Vavke, what does it mean? It's the word yehava, mahava. He brings into existence. The word havaya means it's from the word mahava. His savus means to be, like haya was ye Ill will be. Hoiva is his havos means bringing into being to be being. Havaya is the source of being existence. That's what the word mahava means, the source of existence, the source of being. So It's not like creation happens through alakim exclusively. It's the light of Hashem that's filtered through alakim. The Avaya of alakim kolachat. Like we say Hashem Hu Alekim, Hashem and Alekim are one. It's not Chas V'Shalom, there's two deities, Khalila, it's one. It works through Alekim, but the source is... So you have to say that all of the nuances and all of the diversity and all of the details exist in Hashem Havaya. Because if not, where did they come from? If Avaya is the source for everything, yes, the creation may have happened through the instrument of Elakim, but the source of his havos is Avaya, so that means that all of the nuances and all of the differentiations are there in the source. Vigam, furthermore, also, alexiv, we say in to again in Psukkotism, we say it every morning. You see in Tanakh, it's not so posh the Bria is only a Lekim, but it's just but a Lekim. In Tehillim we say, Yehalelua, Shem Hashem, Shem Avaya, Ki Hu Tziva, V'Nivro. He instructed and they were created. And we go through the diversity. Right? Yehalelua, Shem Minaret, Taninim, Ta-Himas, Eish, Varet, Shalag, You know, we say it every morning. You go through the whole world. Ruach, Sa'areg, Harem, It's Etzpli, Arazim, Chayus, Behemus, Remus, Sipra, Konof. Morab Masa Hashem, very good. I thought that before too. Elamai, Vinivru It's true. It's interesting. Here it says Not uborum Vinivro is like passive. They were created. But Aish is is he created. Vinivro is like almost like mamela like it happened. Vinivro. He commanded and they why? So it's explained that in the worlds itself you have what's called almond stimmen, the concealed worlds, almond is gallium, the revealed worlds. So the nivro, is the almond stimmen. The difference is, the whole world exists on two levels. Almond stim and almond is gone. One of the differences that's explained is, it's like the difference between Yam and Yabosha. We learned it once in the HaTorah Shmini. The Gemara says in Chul and Kolmash b'yam, yesh, yesh Yabosha, And the other way around, what's in the sea is in the dry land. The difference is, when I come to the ocean, there's a bed, an ocean bed, and you don't see anything under it. The diversity is under the water. But it's unified by a sense of oneness. You look at the abasha, dry land, everything is on its own. So it's explained the difference, the Balatanya explains, Alman Stimen is also the same world like our world, but it's a world in which the separateness is not felt. The Achdos of the Beideh is felt. Where the abasha represents the world that already comes out and emerges and feels separate. That's why a fish, you take a fish out of water, he can't live. He has to be submerged in the water. You tell a fish... Let's take a cruise on top of the water. You'll enjoy the water like the people go on cruises, right? The fish will do tubinish taiva. Yeah, let me stay in the mikveh. That's where I want to live. <laughs> you're saying we need the air. Right. Uh, different type of air, you're saying.
1: They also no, need the air. They just
0: process it. But I'm saying from the physical point of view, they're submerged in the water. There's even a shiten mishnayis. The pshimah holds that fish are not a chatzitze in mikveh. It's not the halacha, but he holds. If a fish gets stuck, it's not a chatzitsa, It's a mission mikvayis, a, a potter. Why? Because the fish are like one with the water. It's a fascinating shita. The Tanakama disagrees, but the fish are not a chatzitsa. That's how one with the water they are. They're physically, you see the submergence in the water. By people, even though we need the oxygen, right? And we also need the earth. But a person, every person seems self-contained. And on the contrary, if you put a person into the ground, even though we live from the ground, what does it mean? It means that it's after 120 years. So what spells death by a fish, spells life by a human being. And conversely. So what does this represent spiritually? Alman Sissimin is like the world of the Yam. Where everything feels its submergence in the source. And therefore there's less differentiation. Because there is a oneness, like the, the Navi says, mm-hmm. when Mashiach comes, Mala ha'aretz deyis Hashem, kamayim layam echasim, and Yeshayahu peri k'irav of pesach. The Rambam finishes the whole Mishnah of Torah with this basak. the world will be filled with divine knowledge, like the water covers the sea. So that's an example for Alman simon. And it says in Kabbalah that there's Nun yamad the ozlin there's neshames. They're like fish who walk on dry land. Nune <laughs> they're fish, but, but they walk around dry land. But their consciousness is a consciousness of water. That's called almond simon. So that's the difference of the Pesukah. B'nei she's b'ra Kim, with his act of ha'poel that creates almond e'zgalyeh. Yehalelu Hashem Hashem ki that's almond s'simen. That creates the almond system, and so it says They were, they were created. It's not like in the water there's no diversity. Go under the water, and you'll see how much diversity there is. There's crazy diversity in the water. There's fish besides fish. Plants that are in the water, animal life that's in water. Under the water is like, a ganze universe. It's a pretty exciting universe. We don't know about it because we don't hang out there for good reason. Today already a lot of people hang out there, yeah? The scuba divers, etc. Huh? But it's a whole it's a whole world, even in Alm even in Alman Stimen. Yahallu Hema Shem Kutsi so you have the Bria from Sheh Mavaya, and there there's also diversity. Hare yesham gamkin ribi Pratib, v'yisavos ma'ma Sheh Mavaya. So what are we saying? It's very nice, you're saying, Alekim, is this Chalkos, Havaya, is Achthos, but the whole world comes from Avaya. So that means all the diversity is in Avaya, too. Uba be'emes, furthermore, b'sheh Mavaya yesh bo'idala Besides, Yud Kevavke has four letters. V'yadu ashradala doyses, he madreges pratis mecholokiz ha'mizah. The four letters are not just four letters. Each letter represents a certain energy. It's a certain level. b'ri Yitzir Generally speaking, the four letters of Yud K'vavki represent four worlds. Atzilus, the highest reality. B'riya, the second world, the world of creation, the world of Yitzir formation, and asiyah action. Atzilus b'ri yitzid asiyah Abi Yud atzilus hei Briya vav Yitzir hei b'chrein ab'asiyah. Yud, and hey, and vav, and he are those four worlds. Viderach Prat, more specifically, if you break it down more. In each one of the four worlds, you have all the four letters. Because each world is made up of ten characteristics, ten spheres. and Within that world, you have the four. Yud is b'chachma, he is bina, vav is za, z'eir ampin, which are the six middas. chesed vore first. netzah said, it's called z'eir rampin, the small face, and he is malchus. So again, generally yud vavka are the four worlds, at b'ri yitzir Within each world is ten spheres, so you have the four letters within each world. Yud is chachma, the highest sphere, he is Bina. then you have the midas, the six midas are represented by the vav, which is also six vav, and the last hey represents Malchus. So why why to use the same letters to represent two different worlds? Good question. The answer is because generally the world of Atzillus is defined by Chachma. And generally the world of Bri is defined by Bina. And generally the world of Yitzir is defined by Midas. And generally the world of Asi is defined by Malchus. Even though each one has all. You understand what I'm saying? Why are there two letters hey, he? Oh, good question. That's a good question. You want to know why bin 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 is hey and Malchus is he? Why is it the same letter? Yeah. Because Avi's yeah, one is called Hey Law, one is called Hey Tata. Okay, that's a good question. Why didn't you use this another letter? So what's the point? These four letters represent the communication of the light that comes into each world through these letters. The letter is a channel. The letter represents a channel of energy. You start off with Tzimtzum Yud, is the most small letter in the alphabet, which represents the energy being restricted to a seminal point. Then you have Hey, which is expansiveness, is Pashtos. Then you have Vav, which is like a line going down, so it's communication. From higher to lower. And then again you have the Vav going into a place of Hispachtas. So you have two hay, this last He. So you have two Hispachtas. One is taking the Chachma, the simtsum, the seminal point and expanding it. From yuteh to He, that's Chachma to Bina, or Atzillus to And then you have Vav, which brings it to a whole different level. Down into a different realm, it's called Hamshacha. And then that goes into He, which is the last He, the Hispachtas. So the letters represent how the energy is communicated through the spheres, and the energy is communicated through the world, and they make up the world. The reason there's a world of Bri and the world of Yitzir is because here you have the He, and here you have the Vav, here you have the Yud, and here you have the He. The letters represent what the world is. And he says, there's a long explanation elsewhere what exactly these four are, why you need these four, in order to be able to communicate the energy. next year I'm just gonna say bakitza, what these four are, what why why it's so important. But I just I want to I want to uh, just conclude this point. and that's how you have the ten spiris. is Chachma is always a tsimtsum because Chachma is the first point where the subconscious goes into the conscious. So it's always a seminal, seminal nekuda that comes out. Right. So, in many ways, chachma is an epiphany. But where does it come from? It comes from a place that's above consciousness. So, chachma is the way the subconscious is restricted and filtered and comes out in your consciousness. Always a, a, a small, tiny, seminal point, like on the Then you have bin is, bin is, is bin expands it, commercial is buyer. And through these four letters, and what they represent, all every world comes into being, and everything in that world comes into being, from nothing to something, whether it's Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, and that's why it's called Havaya mahava. Because from this comes this havos, the existence. From nothing, there's something. So obviously, Vavke also has this diversity. You're just saying there's a Yud and there's a Hey and there's a Vav and there's a Hey and it's connected to the different worlds and the different svitas. So then, what's really the difference? But if we established that shame, yutke osa has differentiation, so why did you say in the beginning, why did we say in the beginning, lekim is plural, and avaya is never plural, it's mamish achdus, it's beyond any plurality, beyond differentiation, when there's really differentiation there. So the last few lines of this paragraph, he gives the nekuda, and then it begins to explain. So we'll just finish this paragraph. the answer, very general, generally, without getting into specifics, is as follows: The yesh It's not like Shema avaya doesn't have details; it has details. It has all the nuances. It has all the levels. Like we said, creation comes from she'ema avaya. El shekola madregus is But in Avaya, all of the differentiation, all of the different states, all of the details and and categories are in a state of oneness and integration. We explained earlier in the beginning of the mind. That's true Hizkalos. That is true integration. That's true integration. When you have diverse forces and energies and personalities that come together, then Kedavar Echad Mamish, and they really become like one. That's a much deeper unity than the unity when there's no details. The unity there's no details is, you know, I'm the only one living in the, <laughs> in the country, so my opinion counts. But the moment there is another force, there's opposition. Real unity, not skin deep unity, real unity is the unity when the unity could work through the differentiations. In other words, that all of the different diverse realities can truly not only coexist but merge to the point that they become he says Mamash. And because of this oneness of Shema Havaya, it creates the unity in every being that was created.. It's Yutke Vavke that allows that even though everything is different and everything is on its own in some ways, nonetheless, the Havaya allows and empowers, and because of it, there could be the ultimate unity and integration of the entire cosmos and the entire planet and every created being with another created being. And with inside ourselves, there could be the ultimate harmony and unity, not because there's no diversity. That's the Vart. It's not that in Avaya there's no diversity, creation is diverse. So why do you say Havaya is Echad? Because the achdos of Hashem, of Yudkei vavke, is not an achdos that transcends diversity in the sense that there can't be any two different personalities. No, there are. But in Havaya, all of the Pratim become and are seen as one. And therefore, even post-creation, which is through Shema Mitzad Yudkei Vavke, they can be the ultimate achdos in the Bria. There could be the imprint of the oneness within all of the diversity. That's the kiddish of Yudke Vavke. So there's four letters, and the Briya comes from Yudke Vavke, including the Ischalkus of the Briya. But in Yudke Vavke, the whole Ischalkus is defined as part of Achtus. Now this has to be explained. What is elikim? What is Yutke Vavke? What does this mean? And what does it mean practically in a person's life? And what does it mean for the world? That's going to be the Hemshech. Bezer Hashem will continue Thursday morning, 7.45. This morning we have a class for women at 9.30. Please tell your wives or daughters. Bezer Hashem tonight is going to be online on the yeshiva.net, a class at 9 o'clock p.m. It's the site tonight of the father of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rebbe Yitzchak, Shnei, of Petrofs. So I'm going to be learning a Sheer, a debate between him and his son, about the power of thought in halacha and the way it's expressed also in science. It's going to be online tonight at 9. Everybody's invited. I'll be on the yeshiva.net, the yeshiva.net. Everybody have a beautiful day and at's huh? Remember when you wrote uh, the science from Dr. Rubinstein? Joe? Of course, the helix of the DNA, the yud and the he and the vav and the he. It's not, I mean, first of all, it's not widely accepted. And, uh, I understood that, yeah. I, you, understand? you understand why, right? That's interesting.
1: Because I think he does something, he says something unique. Because the world doesn't accept it because he has no information. There's information about I amino mean, acids is the combination of A and T, C and G,
0: right? A, T, C, G, right? Those are the four. And those
1: are the four, right. So, and the way they bind... A to T, C to G and stuff like that. So that's what, what forms unique information. The the, the what he's mentioning with Govke, right, is not it is not bringing any uh, informational point, right? So there is no information. However, what he says is basically there are two helixes, right? Two helixes which are formed double. But the way they form double, he says you can see that there is a carbon bridges between the two helixes that keeps them together, right? And those bridges are comes after molecule number ten and after molecule number five, after now molecule number six and number five. So the world doesn't care how these bridges work. Excellent. It's a double helix.
0: But unity, what unites. Beautiful, the helixes, beautiful. The beautiful.
1: So this is uh, beautiful.
0: beautiful. I mean, Dr. I mean, Rubenstein, I mean, yeah? Dr. Rubenstein, Dr. this as a fact. So, so you're so saying what unites the helixes is Yudkei Vavke. Beautiful.
1: In every DNA. So it's, wow. So so I was thinking, it's, it's, it's the, the magnet.
0: The magnet. It's it's, to, a, it's basically it's a ca-
1: carbon breach yeah. that exists between two helixes. Nobody cares. I mean, it's it Brings everything back to Echad. So without those bridges the two helixes would basically disintegrate they would not be right, able to, replicate. They would not right. Be right. to replicate so he's like he's like the connector, he, uh, the really connection is the uk he's so but the truth is that the
0: world doesn't appreciate it because it's not informational it's not informational it's uh, it's theological. Yeah, it's theological. <laughs> it's totally
1: theological. That's why this his facts completely dismissed. The people argue about uh,
0: his discovery, and they actually... Right, but without the bridges, the, the information also wouldn't they, be able to exist. They don't care. They don't, they don't care. care.
1: They care about the information. They, yet. What's, we live
0: in the world about. they care about the information, you, not about the inspiration.
1: Do you care about hardware today? How hardware is built? The software runs. And, then, and that's the Iker, right? Without the software. Wow.
0: The be Amazing. Used, but he's talking about hardware, how it's built, which is like, when I saw... He, Very nice. Saw his he's son- saying, Yutke Vofke, the 10, and this, is mamish the achtos of the DNA. Very nice. Yes. Ah, she's saying because they care about their information, not about how the information comes into being through the unity.
1: This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net.